Good morning, Anchor. This is Kaylee Chella checking in. Here's what you need to know for the day. Britain's Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are requesting quote-unquote understanding and respect for Markle's father after a celebrity news site reported he would not be coming to the royal wedding to walk his daughter down the aisle. Kensington Palace released a statement on Monday night on this quote-unquote difficult situation, and it did not confirm the TMZ report that Thomas Markle had decided not to attend Saturday's wedding at St. George's Chapel on the grounds of Windsor Castle. The palace said earlier it would not comment on the report, and its statement did not clarify if the bride's father would or would not be at the wedding. The palace statement did say, quote, This is a deeply personal moment for Miss Markle in the days before her wedding. She and Prince Harry ask again for understanding and respect to be extended to Mr. Markle in this difficult situation. TMZ said Thomas Markle was upset over the way his decision to have staged paparazzi photos taken of him preparing for the wedding had been received and decided to miss the wedding to avoid embarrassing his daughter and the royal family. The site also said he suffered a heart attack less than a week ago. The palace had announced last week that Thomas Markle and his ex-wife, Doria Ragland, would play important roles in the wedding. Both were expected to meet Queen Elizabeth II and other senior royals in the days before the wedding. TMZ also said the father had a change of heart over the weekend after the British press reported that he was paid to pose for photos that showed him getting measured for his wedding suit and making other preparations. According to TMZ, he told the website he regretted allowing the pictures to be taken and acknowledged they looked quote-unquote stupid. The website reported that he said money was not his primary motivation for agreeing to be photographed, and he was opting to miss the wedding to avoid embarrassing his daughter and the royal family. Margot Kidder, the Canadian actress who starred as a salty and cynical Lois Lane opposite Christopher Reeve in the Superman film franchise of the 1970s and 1980s, has died. Kidder died Sunday at her home in Livingston, Montana, according to a notice on the website of Franson Davis Funeral Home. She was 69 years old. Kidder's manager, Camilla Fluxman-Pines, said she died peacefully in her sleep. No cause or other details were given. Superman, directed by Richard Donner and released in 1978, was a superhero blockbuster two decades before comic book movies became the norm at the top of the box office. It's cited as an essential inspiration by makers of today's Marvel and DC films. Kidder, as ace reporter Lane, was a salty, sexually savvy adult who played off the boyish, farm-raised charm of Reeves, Clark Kent, and Superman, though her dogged journalism constantly got her into dangerous scrapes that required old-fashioned rescues. Kidder had many of the movie's most memorable lines, including, You've got me? Who's got you? When she first encountered the costumed hero as she and a helicopter plunged from the top of a metropolis building. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige called the moment, quote, the best cinematic superhero save in the history of film at an Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences event honoring Donner last year. Kidder spent the last decades of her life living in Montana and engaging in political activism, including protest of the U.S. military action in Iraq. Kidder was born in Yellowknife, Canada, and graduated from a Toronto boarding school before pursuing acting. She dated then-Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau in the 1980s, calling him the, quote, love of my life, my true love, in her radio interview last week. Kidder was married and divorced three times, including a brief marriage to actor John Hurd and is survived by a daughter, Maggie McWayne. An internal watchdog at the Environmental Protection Agency said Monday that Administrator Scott Pruitt demanded and received unprecedented around-the-clock protection from armed officers on his first day, a detail that appears at odds with past claims that the stepped-up security measures came in direct response to death threats. EPA Inspector General Arthur Elkins said in letters to Democratic senators that Pruitt himself initiated the 24-hour-a-day protection, which far exceeds the part-time security afforded to past EPA administrators. Elkins' letter comes after Pruitt cited an August 2017 report by a staffer in the Inspector General's office detailing more than a dozen investigations of threats against him and his Obama administration predecessor as justified for stepping up security measures, which has included flying first class on commercial airliners. 
Elkins said that 2017 summary was requested by Pruitt's office and was not intended to justify tighter security. Marked for official use only, the internal summary was then improperly made public. Elkins wrote, quote, The officer of Inspector General is not a decision maker for EPA, adding that Pruitt's staff began pushing for his office to assess threats against Pruitt within days of his arrival in Washington. He wrote, quote, The OIG declined and informed EPA management that it is not the role of the OIG to provide a threat assessment, but rather the OIG is limited to the role of investigating and reporting back the facts. The Associated Press reported last month that Pruitt's preoccupation with his safety came at a steep cost to taxpayers, as his swollen security detail blew through over time budgets and at times diverted officers away from investigating environmental crimes. Altogether, the agency has spent about $3 million on Pruitt's 20-member full-time security detail, which is more than three times the size of his predecessor's part-time security contingent. The Seattle City Council has approved a large tax on businesses such as Amazon and Starbucks to fight homelessness. The council on Monday unanimously backed a compromise tax plan that will charge larger businesses about $275 per full-time worker a year. That's lower than the $500 per worker tax plan, which was initially proposed. The tax would begin in 2019 and raise about $48 million a year to pay for affordable housing and homeless services. Some council members acknowledged that it wasn't enough to address urgent housing needs, but conceded they couldn't get the six votes needed to override a potential veto by the mayor. Other cities have implemented similar taxes, but critics say Seattle's tax could threaten the booming local economy and drive away jobs. Supporters say that businesses that have benefited from Seattle's prosperity and contributed to growing income inequality should pay. Thanks for tuning in. See you tonight. Kaylee Chella, out.